Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. It is 1235 and in five hours and ah, who are we kidding? It's going to be five and a half hours minimum. Five hours, five hours and 30, 41 minutes. 34 minutes. Yeah, whatever. Anyway, uh, coming up shortly after six o'clock, Arkansas and Auburn for an elimination. Winner goes home. Our winner stays here. How about that? Loser goes home. Let's try that. Uh, Adam Cole covers the Auburn Tigers. He uh, used to kick it back in the uh, comfy confines of the capital city, but now he's uh, moved on to other things. I won't call him bigger and better, but anyway, he is uh, kind enough to join us today. Talk about War Eagle and uh, we'll pick Suey. Adam, welcome. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you guys? A little depressed, frankly, but... Uh, <laughs> It was a rough one yesterday. Got to be honest. Yeah, no, it certainly seems like a complete 180 of, of, of all things. So let's talk about the matchup here. Obviously, these two teams have faced off earlier this year, and both teams now trying to work through the losers bracket to get to the weekend. Um, as far as Auburn's finish, we talked a lot about Arkansas kind of struggling down the stretch in the regular season, and then you know kind of finding some new life once they got into the NCAA tournament. Give me a feel for the late season uh, and the move into the postseason for Auburn. Yeah, well, so you mentioned kind of struggling late in the regular season. That's 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 pretty much how it was for for Auburn, especially um, against Kentucky. That was their last four games, and, and they just did not look good. The bats were just um, completely flat, and uh, you know they they exited the SEC tournament after one game and got about eight days to, to rest and practice. And, they talked a lot about just kind of, you know, refocusing their approach at the plate and, and kind of getting back to, the, I guess, the simple things and, and shortening up their swings, things like that. And, and it, it really showed in the, in the Auburn Regional. I think they averaged, like, uh, I mean, it was, it was certainly more than 10-plus runs in each game. Um, I know they scored more than 10 runs in, in each game of that against Southeastern Florida State and UCLA. And then things were a little quieter in Corvallis, um, but kind of on the back end of it all, things, you know, got especially quiet at the plate again, and, and you know that's kind of how it was in, in Game One here in Omaha, and um, you know that's that's kind of seems like that's that's been the biggest difference for them. Their pitching has been pretty consistent up to this point. Their pitching, I think, could be argued is, has has peaked at the right time. It seems like everyone is is clicking on on nearly every cylinder who, who takes the mound for them. Um, but the, the bats just seem to be the, the biggest difference maker for this Auburn team when they're on, when they can generate runs. Um, as, as simple as that sounds, when they can generate runs, they're in a much better spot because uh, the pitching has tended to be so reliable. But that's generating runs seem to be a big if at certain points uh, in this postseason. Auburn is, uh, I, I guess, we're expected, or or maybe it's official. Uh, they're starting pitcher tonight, uh, Barnett. What, what what can we what can you tell us about him? So. Uh, Barnett actually, he was kind of coming out of the rotation. I think he got a couple starts pretty early on in non-conference play, but um, their Friday starter Hayden Mullins went down. Um, kind of, it was about the Tennessee series, and, and Barnett stepped into that rotation, and, and he's been pretty good since. He had probably the best start of his career um, against uh, UCLA and the Auburn Regional through through like I want to say like six scoreless. It was up until they. It was up until they postponed the game um, to, to be continued for that next day, but that was his outing was, you know, six and change or five and change scoreless. I mean, 
through 10 strikeouts, and uh, he looked really, really good. Um, you know, he, he looked solid in Corvallis, um, you know, dependable enough. But of course, I think Auburn pulled that one out 4-3, and um, I want to say all three of those runs were, were his own runs, but um, even at that rate, it was nothing major. Of course, it was something that Auburn could, could come back from, but uh, pretty high strikeout guy. Um, and, uh, you know, at the end of the day, I, I think he's, he's looked good so far, and as long as Auburn's able to get something that's, you know, not disastrous from him, they should be in a spot that they're, you know, probably hoping for. When you look at the offense, uh, Sonny Deshera gets a lot of the credit, but to me, and even in the last game, there's more to it. When I guess when they're clicking, like a lot of teams, uh, they need production up and down the lineup. Has that been kind of the difference for this team? Exactly. Yeah, that's you know, it's funny. I was actually thinking about this this morning. You know, Sonny when Sonny's on, he, he proves to be a difference maker. I think he was a, a real big difference maker in Corvallis. You know, he had that two run home run really early on in Game One that that kept him in, and I know he had a big home run in Game Three. But uh, when this team does well, and I mean, you, you look at the win against Stanford, uh, Sonny Deshera was hitting. Um, you know, and they still beat Stanford 62. So um, th- this team can do it without Sonny. And quite frankly, if they if they want to do it, they they probably need to, um, you know, get other guys, um, you know, generating. And now, as to who that is, that, that can depend from game to game. You know, um, it's been Brody Moore, um, it's been Bobby Pierce, it's been Brooks Carlson, it's it's been uh, Cole Foster and Casey Howell. It was Cole Foster uh, yesterday. Um, against Stanford, and so uh, you know, I, I think if, if this team wants to have success, of course, the pitching has to be on, like it has been. But at that rate, they need to do uh, more at the plate than just you know have have Sonny Deshera hit home runs. They really they need to generate more at the top of that order, and that that was kind of an issue for them after the very first game of the Auburn Regional up until I would say yesterday. Uh, Blake Rambush, the leadoff man, and uh, team leader in hits. Um, he had his first hit yesterday. I want to say since that southeastern game, or since pretty early on in the NCAA tournament. Um, but yeah, they they really need to get uh, you know hits generated at the top of the order in order for them to have success. And um, yeah, you know that's it's certainly a good point that you know it, it it's, it's a lot more than sunny if they really want to be on. Adam Cole joining us on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline covers Auburn baseball. Adam, help us settle a debate today. How many how many SEC ballparks have you been to? I am I am still a young cub when it comes to SEC ballparks. I've I've been to a few um, Franklin Park. I have been uh, to Bomb Walker. I've, I've I've been to ballpark in Fayetteville, um, but that's unfortunately I think that's it. Okay. What do you think is what's the most impressive facility you've been to? Um. Are, are we talking? We're talking just baseball here. Yeah. I mean, between the two, I would have to say I was pleasantly surprised with Plainsland Park the first time I saw it. Um, I was not expecting that, um, but I really, I really like Bomb Walker. It just the, the seating, especially out in the outfield. It's the, I won't say it's the hog pen, is what they call it. Um, but I really, I enjoyed my experiences there um, quite a bit. Um, I would say it's probably better than Plainsland Park. I know I'm not, I know I'm not giving you a lot to go off with just two ballparks, and I guess two at uh, Taylor Stadium. Uh, at, at in Columbia, Missouri, but that's that was my comparison um, for four years, and that is just not not a great ballpark. Um, yeah. So I was I was pleasant, I was pleasantly surprised when I kind of came to realize like oh 
you know, a lot of these other SEC schools tend to, tend to put a lot of stock in baseball. And so, um, you know, I, I really enjoy Franklin Park quite a bit, and especially for what it is. I, I think it's a good ballpark, but I would definitely say that if I had to pick, like, one between the two, probably a bomb walker just because it, it, it's got a little more in the way of fan seating. And, you know, there's some stuff that I, I wish they would do in the outfield with, with fan seating and Franklin Park that you've already got up there in Fayetteville. So. Yeah. Wes? When you look at Sorry. this uh, game tonight, w- what's the key, Adam, for Auburn? Hmm. You know, again, I, I think I think more than anything, it's, 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 uh, it's getting guys not named trying to share on base and, and, and getting hits and, and just moving guys over. Um, you know, Butch Thompson talked about it yesterday after the game. He said his favorite inning – um, in that game against Stanford, it, it wasn't when Cole Foster had that, you know, bases clearing double. It was it was the one where they had that uh, misplayed bunt to to move two runners into scoring position that ended up getting a lead runner out of third and the and the double steal um, on the next play that I'm pretty sure got Cole Foster caught in a rundown um, from third to home. Um, he said that was his favorite just because it was. He called it goofy baseball, but he said they were just trying to attack and, and, and generate runs, and they were trying to go get the win and not let the win come to them. And so I would imagine that this is a team today that's going to be kind of aggressive. And, and you know, if, if they want to be that aggressive, that's fine, but in order for it to work, they've got to be able to execute. So that, I would say, is the biggest thing. It's just getting getting guys to, to generate, whether that's blocks or hits or uh, whatever else throughout the order. Because um, that pitching, I would be, you know, if I was a betting man, I, w- I would say that that pitching is going to be about as consistent as it's been for Auburn throughout this whole tournament. So I think the really big X factor is just, you know, getting guys not named Sonny to produce. Hmm. Yeah, we've seen a lot of high-scoring games here at the College World Series uh, in lopsided high-scoring games. you think that trend comes to an end? You know, I wouldn't be surprised. I think that's one thing that, it's funny, Butch actually alluded to that after the after the Auburn regional. Um, I think it was before the UCLA game. He said, the, you know, these high scoring games have been great, but we're probably going to come down to some here soon that are one run, you know, kind of squeaker games. And of course, that happened in Corvallis. But I would imagine too that we are reaching that point here in Omaha because I know, you know, of course, um, of course, Arkansas. I mean, that's that's two straight games, and of course, it's on different sides. But you know. These, these huge double-digit run games, but I, I wouldn't be surprised today if this is a close one, especially thinking about when Arkansas and Auburn played last. If I remember right, those were pretty closely contested. And, um, you know, of course, Arkansas took that series, but, uh, you know, those were some pretty narrow games uh, from what I recall, and so I, I certainly wouldn't be surprised if, if that trend uh, comes to a halt. Tomorrow. All right, should be fun. Hopefully it's, uh, yeah, close. I think closest game's been four runs, so we'll see what – Happens this evening. Adam, uh, appreciate you very much, and I will see you over at the ballpark here in a little bit. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Cole.